You have entered Kindergeist, a horror podcast for kids and ghouls. <laughs> Welcome to the Halloween episode of Kindergeist. I am Xanthi, the host, and my co-host is Zakia. Today we are covering the children's book, The Year Without Halloween, written by Shane Bitterling. And after that, we'll talk about the killer sounds of Halloween 3D by Sean Keller and Friends, an album. But before we go into that, we wanted to share a little bit about the origin of Halloween. Hi, guys. Um, before we get into like the history of like Halloween and stuff, I just want to say that my auntie is the host first, the first time in our whole like podcast series. So that's kind of cool. I thought of that idea because it's always about me who's like starting off. And I feel like it's kind of getting boring when I started off all the time. So um, anyways, so the history of Halloween from Duxters.com. Halloween is said to have its roots in an ancient Celtic celebration in Ireland and Scotland called Samhain. Samhain. Samhain marked the end of summer. People at the time were frightened of evil spirits. They would dress up in costumes and make noise in the streets in order to make the spirits go away. The tradition colors of Halloween are black and orange. Orange comes from the fall harvest and black represents death. That's kind of dark, but mm, yeah. Oh yeah, to the book. I personally, I really like the book. Although it was a kid's book, I think it had a good rhythm to it, to be honest. So it's about a boy named Boone. Like he woke up, it's Halloween, but it's not the same as last year or like like in every year. So then he turns into Dracula and for Halloween and then his mother helps him out have like the Halloween spirit again. It's like a short story for kids. You know, it's like a little kid's book. Yeah, because it's what I liked about the story is that um, it was a metaphor for uh, the pandemic. Halloween wasn't really happening anymore. So this boy, Boone, and his mother decide to create Halloween in their house. So they keep, like you said, the spirit alive, which I thought was like a good, resilient story for kids to read. I didn't really realize that it was like kind of based off of like, covid and like being inside you know um but i noticed a lot of like rhyming in the book which that kind of like gave me flashbacks of english class and we would like read stuff that would rhyme but i thought that it made it more catchy and like more interested um with the wordings and to be honest i really like the book i'm also older and i still really enjoyed it as well i i really like uh children's books in general especially when they have a nice meaning to it like this yeah exactly um, how did you feel about the illustrations by uh, Walid Atsha yeah I really like the illustration it really put besides like the words and stuff like it helps the illustrations help me with like my imagination and to try and picture what was going on you know well that's what illustrations are supposed to do but these are like very specific like in detailed which I really liked I liked that the colors were specifically Halloween colors, like how we mentioned it was like black and orange. Um, my favorite part was when they drew faces on the balloons. Yeah. How did you uh, like the 
the characters like Boone and his mother and their relationship? I thought it was like really nice. Like it was just like more of a um, son and mother type of thing, like how my brother and my mom is. It did make me think about how there is only a mother and son and there's no siblings and there's no father and there's no mention of any friends as well. So I know it's a a shorter story, so you can't fit in like a long thing, but I feel like that's kind of relevant too, like the relationship between a mother and son who might not have like friends to turn to during this time because of COVID probably. It's tough, but we're going to all get through it and it'll be okay. So. Yeah. And um, the author of Shane, I read that uh, he, he was the unofficial Halloween ambassador from Malaysia. And he sent me this really cool background info about how that came to be. Um, So he said um, his wife is Malaysian and they go there almost every year to Malaysia to visit the family on a small island off the mainland. Um, Halloween's not a thing there. Like same in the Philippines, there's no Halloween. But his sister-in-law runs a school. So they packed bags of decorations and candy and started trick-or-treating. And the first year, the kids were like, oh, we don't get this. But after an entire year, they kept trick-or-treating. And then they wanted more candy. And they started calling him Uncle Halloween. So by the second year, they started wearing costumes. And the whole uh, trick-or-treating got bigger and bigger. But yeah, like ever since, like horror bars started opening up. And the mall now has a haunted house. um, And now it's a thing in Malaysia. And he said he's proud that he was able to help kick that in motion. Yeah, I think it's really crazy how, how to explain it, like carry it on to different countries just by doing one small thing. And then it affects like everything, you know, like it kind of shows that he started small, but then ended up like having a whole country start to like do the tradition of Halloween, like in the U.S., so I thought it was like really cool of him to do. Yeah, it just shows that it that's why something small might seem small, but actually you could have a huge It has like a big impact into a lot of people. And I'm really happy he like let us read the book and everything. Okay. Now, what well, what how I'm curious cuz you're and you're from like an older generation and you're older, well, not being rude or anything, just like you're older than me, obviously. But how was your, what did you do for Halloween last year? To be honest, I don't remember exactly what I, like the exact thing that I did last year for Halloween. Sadly, I haven't gone trick-or-treating in a long time. I think the last time was with you. Oh yeah. You were Jaden Smith, right? I was sadness inside out. It was good times. Yeah. What do you um, like about Halloween? I like being scared for some reason and I like screaming like oh I almost I kind of lost my voice like my throat was hurting yesterday so much because I went to the haunted hayride and we were screaming so much like oh yeah you said you got lost in the maze yeah it was really scary and there was a guy who was like kind of chasing me like he was a butcher man or whatever I'm glad that you got out of the maze yeah, because like, what if he was actually a murderer? I would like, no, actually, let's not think about that. <laughs> if you think about it, sorry, I'm making us think about it. Halloween is seems like a really convenient time to pretend 
that you're not a killer. Yeah. Because if you're like, oh, it's just like a normal person in a costume, but really it's not. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. He can be like a murderer or something, but... Okay, what are you going to be for Halloween, though? Like, this year? What are you planning to be? Um, do you know about that show Squid Game? Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. Everyone's talking about it and everyone's asking me to watch it, but I'm like, I don't have time to, so... Uh, when you do watch it, there's a specific costume that everyone wears in the Squid Game. I ordered one of those. I want to try and make the cookie that they... Oh yeah, on TikTok, I've seen like people making them. Yeah, it's just made of sugar and baking soda. But that's what I'm going to be for Halloween if it arrives in time. Oh, actually, another idea that I had, I have to show you this video. There's this video that went viral on Twitter of a squirrel. And you know the scream mask? Yeah. Somebody created this squirrel feeder that looks like the scream mask. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so the squirrel would just like go inside the mask and it looks like it's wearing it. And then I was like, oh, that would be a really cool Halloween costume to be like the scream ghost face mask with just the squirrel body. Oh, that's so funny. But I kind of like the squid game idea. I guess it's less weird and random. But what are you planning to be for Halloween? Like maybe, maybe I'll be like a person, like a person with like just that's very bloody. I don't know. Like just add blood to anything and that makes it cool. Yeah, I just don't know this year. I don't know. Are you planning to go trick-or-treating? Um, I don't think so. I'm probably just going to have like a movie night with my friends. If it's my friend Arden's house, she's going to be like super duper scared. So we're going to watch something like mild, like the Adams Family. We Or if I go to like a different friend's house, we're probably going to watch something like very like The Conjuring. The movie's pretty scary. Let's pray that I don't go to Maddie's house because she's going to make us watch like the most scariest movie ever. And then I'm going to have to pee my pants. So, well, what age group do you think this book is for? Well, I already know the answer because like, all, it's pretty obvious that the book is kind of like very kid. Yeah, I feel like um, this is a good book for, would you say like? I think four and up because like, I hopefully your kid can read by the age of four, sort of. Not like big words like Mississippi. I personally think, I think that everybody will like it because it's not even that scary and it teaches a good lesson. I never got bored of it because of the rhyming. And personally, I love reading books. So I never got bored of it. It was a really fast read personally because I'm and I'm in honors English just to flex on all of you. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I just realized that whenever a subject says like honors in front of it, it just it just boosts your ego. So I'm just like, whatever. Mm. Yeah, take it from me. A student in middle school who's about to graduate going on to high school. I personally like it. I actually read it to my dad, too, since when I was reading it, he was nearby. And he was also, <laughs> I swear, my dad is like a child because <laughs> he was enjoying it. And he's like, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm like, Dad, you know, this is a kid's book. And he's just like, it's funny because we'll be watching um, like cartoons on the TV and uh, and he'll be like, oh, that's kid stuff. I don't need to be watching that. But then when he watches cartoons, he's like laughing like it's the best thing ever. <laughs> and he's in his 60s. So he's in his 60s. I thought he was in his 40s. What in the world? He's old. No way. 
He's not 60. My grandparents on my mom's side is 60. And, okay, so you're telling me he was born in, like, 1940-something? No. He was born in the late 50s. Like, oh my gosh. No! No! <laughs> yeah. He needs to switch ages. That's, like, not even... What? That's illegal. He's not 60. I refuse to believe that. I refuse it. I refuse. He's going to get really conscious when he hears this. <laughs> No, he's probably like 43 in my mind. I thought he was like 43. That's so funny. Um. Anyways. Now we are going to talk about our second Halloween topic. The album. Killer Sounds of Halloween 3D. Let me just confess something. When I went to the Haunted Hayride thing, like there was like a concert area where like there's a big stage and like people playing. And I... When I literally heard the music, I thought they're just going to play like something like Halloween songs, you know, but it kind of sounds like the album. Like I realized it and I was like, it kind of sounds like the album. Like it had the same vibe to it, you know? So I was like, "Mm." hmm, like the like kind of like rock music. Yeah, exactly. But this album has 13 original songs by 13 fake bands. Just like very spooky and modern and just like, you know, I was listening to one of them. It, it had the F word and stuff. And I was like, how are we going to put this on our podcast when there's bad words on it? Because I know there's like probably kids listening. So I was listening to it and I was like, oh, my gosh, what are they saying? <laughs> and then but to be honest, it was really good. Like, I don't know about the lyrics for like younger kids, but it was really good. Because I feel like you yourself listen to a lot of music with curse words anyway, so you could handle it. Yeah, I just didn't expect it to be like the main word in the whole song. <laughs> like, uh, no, I just didn't expect it. Like, mm, it's very, it was very interesting, to be honest, especially when I was in a car with my mom next to me and my brother in the backseat, you know, just playing it, going to school. Wow. I'm so innocent, guys. Wow. I probably should have warned you. But I thought it was really good. Um, so yeah, by the way, if you guys are going to listen to the album, uh, make sure you're not around your parents, I guess, or, um, just warn your parents that there will be bad words in it unless you don't play that songs. But like, you know, wait, so did you get in trouble? Oh no, I had my AirPods in and then I was like, oh my gosh, my mom is going to see this. So then I changed it when I think she saw my phone or something. And I was like, ah, mom, you didn't see anything. (laughs) But I was thinking about when I listen to uh, Eminem a lot when I was in middle school. And this was like the Marshall Mathers LP era. And I was really young. I think I was 11 and he cusses a lot. Not that that's uh, what you should be listening to. But he's a legend. So like, it doesn't really matter at that point, you know? I guess like you described, like the album is um, a mix of these uh, fake bands, which is really fun. It's like all Halloween I was wondering because it's it's uh, organized like a mixtape, which is really popular in my era. But like, are you familiar with like, do you listen to the radio at all? And were you recognizing? I don't listen to the radio. <laughs> did it seem just like a announcement? Yeah, it did. I never really heard anything like that before. So I thought it was really cool. Well, technically, you you were a bit of a DJ when we did our radio show together. <gasps> oh, yeah. The memories. Oh, my gosh. That was so much fun. So instead of like this one, it was saying like, oh, you're listening to KSOH. You for you, you were like, oh, you're listening to KXSC. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like that. 
Okay. I'm going to bring up something that I like. I like the commercials. Like, I thought they were real commercials. Like, Spotify, when you don't have premium, which <laughs> I don't have premium, sadly. <laughs> How they're like, get premium skip an, to skip an ad. Or, like, get premium so you can, like, skip to whatever song you like. It's just making me jealous, you know? Like, I, I want to be them. Someone please get me premium on Spotify. I literally listen to music every single day. <laughs> oh, please. Okay, anyways. But then, like, these commercial breaks makes you very interested in the topic, like, killing or, like... Like, my favorite one was the uh, St. Sebastian's Hospital PSA, where they were like, oh, we're offering free x-rays to find the razor blades in your candy. I was like... <laughs> it's very dark, but... Um, so, some of the collab- co- <laughs> collaborators is Gigi Sol Guerrero. Guerrero? Sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm really bad at names. Um, Amanda Wiss, Ryan Lambert, Clark Wolf, um, Michael Verratti, she, so, sorry, <laughs> Sean Decker, and more. Yeah, uh, um, the songs are based on like topics of Halloween, like horror. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, what is uh, what do you like about uh, dark music? I don't know. I just kind of find a comfort with it. Like, it just kind of goes with... Sometimes I listen to it whenever I have, like... I feel sad. And I, I'm just going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to listen to this type of music because I feel like this today. Or I'm going to listen to this type of music because I feel like this today. I just, like... Lana Del Rey to country music to dark rap. I think that's good, though. I mean, I'm the same way. Like, I love music in general. And it's nice to have like a variety. To be honest, music is like medicine to me. Like if there's no music in the world, I would literally like die. Not actually like I'm only saying I would die because this is horror. So mm. I know there's um, people who don't even listen to music at all. I know it's like or their music taste is like terrible. You know, it's like, bro, get away. Like, I'm so sorry. I don't want to be rude or anything. I'm not a rude. I'm not rude. I'm so sorry. But um. If you're riding in the car with someone and they play really bad music, do you are you like, oh, this friendship is not going to work out? I'm going to jump out the car. Even if it was like a 10 year friendship, I would still jump out the car because like music is everything. That's like my quote, like hashtag. No, music is everything by Zakia 2021. I'm very OK. This just popped up in my mind. Personally, I think the age group for the album can be 10 and up. Just because of the explicit language that they're using and maybe the meanings behind it. Um, it might be too intense for certain ages, but um, yeah, that's what I personally think. What about you? The adult side of me thinks that this should be like 16 and up. But when I was 11, I listened to music like this. So <laughs> I'm not sure what to answer. I feel like maybe something in medium between those. Maybe like 10. No, that's like lower. <laughs> Do you feel like 10 is not too young? Like hearing all of this language? Yeah, like personally, from a Gen Z perspective, oh my gosh. The first, okay, let me just point something out. When I listened to my first episode of the podcast, when in the car with my parents, I mean with my mom and my brother, I was like, why is this girl so annoying? 
oh my gosh, she's, she's talking all the time. And then she's like, oh my gosh, guys. And like, and like, and like, and like, like, I'm trying to break the habit of that. I'm so sorry if I'm also talking like that in this episode. Like, I promise I'm not that annoying. I'm just talking like really fast because this is how I talk, you know? But I promise when I'm talking in real life, it's like easier for me. <laughs> I didn't think you were annoying at all. And there's- oh, I personally thought I was annoying. I was like, oh, yeah, I miss know-it-all. I'm not miss know-it-all. I'm like, mm, I don't know, debatable. Mm. Nah, I feel like that we're always like so much more self-critical than than we deserve. I, I don't see it as you sounding like a know-it-all. I felt like you were just somebody who's very articulate with your thoughts and very confident in them. Mm. Debatable. <laughs> Everything's debatable. <laughs> okay, so you said you recommend this age group to be like 10 um, and up. And what type of 10-year-olds would like this? People, well, personally, I think people that are like, who like horror and like rock, but are not too scared or people just like in Halloween parties. No, just for fun. So that's what I think. What about you? Yeah, I believe that's the perfect description. Like it's a very festive Halloween-y album to listen to. Or if you like Halloween all year, it's a good, you know, kind of like people who listen to Christmas music all year. Oh, yeah. I'm that type of person. Hi. Christmas music all the time. I, I really want to show you a Christmas horror movie like Krampus now. Yeah. Isn't like the night before Christmas one of them, sort of? That is a horror Christmas. Yeah. I loved that movie when I was growing up. I watched it in my Spanish class. So, yeah, it was really good. Oh, you watched it in Spanish? Wait, was the music in Spanish too? Yeah. Like everything was in Spanish. I've never heard Nightmare Before Christmas in Spanish. Yeah, like the it music. Was, it was like it was kind of like it was not weird because I'm not saying like Spanish is weird. I'm just saying like the way I, I'm. Just, it's not normal. I'm not like used to it. You know. But yeah, can we do the can we do the game? I kind of want to do it because it seems fun. Okay, so basically it's gonna be like you're like becoming a lawyer and then you're just wondering like you you have to defend like a certain type of thing, but it's like based on Halloween, so it's gonna be like. Defend why zombies eating people should be illegal, you know? I mean, legal, legal, not illegal, because that's illegal in general. Just, I'm going to go first, okay? Okay, so you want me to give you a suggestion? Yeah. Okay. Explain why we should wear pumpkins on our heads every day of the year. We should wear pumpkins on top of our heads every single day of the year because um it's first of all the fashion is amazing oh my gosh like slay queen second of all um it will it will help us out in life <laughs> it'll you know it'll boost our confidence because we're all gonna look the same just like different styles of pumpkin like like a jack-o'-lantern you know um, we don't have to see each other's ugly faces. We can just look at a pumpkin. You know, it'll look really cool, guys. It'll be like, actually, that's actually really good style. That should become a new trend. Oh my gosh. Wow, you're a trend starter. Are those valid reasons? All those very, very valid reasons or... Oh, anything is a valid reason. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> okay, I can go next, right? <laughs> Amazing. Can I go next? Yeah. Like, go. Like, gonna tell you. Okay. Explain why chasing a woman... No, chasing anybody with a knife should be legal. All right. So chasing people with a knife should absolutely be legal because you know how insane people can get. Like humans are very intense and they're dangerous. (laughs) So we have to protect ourselves. And a knife is the perfect weapon because it doesn't mean you, you have to use it, but it means that you can easily threaten someone away to protect yourself. And I guess if it if it comes to the point, then yeah, you're going to have to use it. But still, it should be legal because everyone has one in their house. You know, it's a common item. Oh, yeah. Girl boss. Yeah, you're good at improv. You really went for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So now we can... Uh, the quote? Of the night. Yes, the quote of the night. So the quote of the night. Just remember, if you look in the face of evil, evil's gonna look right back at you. Ooh, it's like shivers. Like, oh my gosh. Like, <sighs> oh, and this is from um, American Horror Story in the second season. BT dubs. Uh. Um, it's intense. Yeah. Um, it's. I feel like it's intense because it sounds like one person is like, okay, I'm gonna face my fear. Oh, guess what? That's not enough. <laughs> like it's going to come after you. Yeah, it's going to like chase you like how the guy was chasing me in the maze. Like I'm scared to look back because it's going to look back at me. Hashtag relatable. Uh. That reminds me of Stranger Things when the guy tells him, uh, Will, he's like, he tells Will, oh, just face the creature that you're seeing and you'll be fine. And he's not fine. It's <laughs> <laughs> like so sad. Uh, it was so funny though. But like, mm. thank you guys so much for listening. Um, if you would like to review and rate us on app podcast, we would love, to, we would appreciate it very much. Um, we love hearing your feedback and like just in general thoughts. Um, subscribe to this podcast, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, such a kinder guys podcast. And remember you are loved, you're a baddie and remember to always stay on the fright side. Oh, live on the fright side. (laughs) 